is the Sports Prime Time on a Sunday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the Built For You program, which allows you to customize any new Ford vehicle, any color that you like, with any customizable accessories, or get one of their certified Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Darren and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Darren.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the best in the business. The official real estate agent of the Fred and the Sports Prime Time is Gary Ashton. So we uh, we have to cast suss through what happened with the University of Tennessee earlier this afternoon. Because seven to three was the final score for the Vols in a massive disappointment. Um, it is tough to kind of it's tough to kind of look at this as anything but a collapse from the University of Tennessee. Now, as you consider as you consider all the different things that this Tennessee team did accomplish, it's hard to kind of process this as a failure. But there's no disputing, I think, this week, that you have to take that into consideration. Now, for you guys, you may feel different about it. This is one of the most impressive college baseball teams that any of us have ever seen. It's not the first number one seed to not win a national championship. In fact, that's a pretty uh, prevalent trend as of late in the college baseball world. But I'd like to start with your Two Rivers Ford take this evening. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch how you feel about this ball season. Get one word to describe this ball's baseball season in what kind of that you are consuming us tonight, and we will talk about it at length together. Uh, many people are going to be passionate about this. I think there's a lot of different ones you can look at. I'm curious to hear your guys' response. But while you give me your response, I'll tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. Two Rivers Ford, of course, is the place that has made the Two Rivers Ford take possible for nearly three years, but they have been doing business here in Middle Tennessee for Almost 40 years. Two Rivers Ford is one of the most reliable and trusted names in the industry, in the entire state, when it comes to automotive dealerships. Two Rivers Ford can get you the built-for-you vehicle that you choose. You can buy a new vehicle that they have available in one of the state's largest selections on their their lot in Mount Juliet, or you can check out the pre-owned selection that they have. And you want to get a pre-owned vehicle from a dealer that you know operates with honesty and integrity. That's Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, how do you feel? One word to describe what happened to the University of Tennessee, what happened to their season at this point. I thought it was pretty interesting to hear Tony Vitello's opening comments in his post-game press conference after Tennessee had the season come uh, obviously, congratulations to Notre Dame. I'd say uh, they have a lot to do with um, what I'm at fault for as far as decision-making and job of a coach is once the game starts, put your guys in a good position to succeed. And I didn't do that. Um, but this is uh, a job that requires big boy decisions. And um, 
they, they come at high stakes when you play in our league or you get into the postseason. Uh, a lot of that was discomfort from things we saw out of Notre Dame. Uh, so, again, a credit to them. And then, two, you got to execute. So they did that uh, throughout the weekend. I thought our guys played good defense. And, obviously, we, we kind of uh, did some damage yesterday on the scoreboard. But um, that will stick with me. Um, Notre Dame will get to go to Omaha and enjoy that and probably do some damage. It's a really tough group. And I think what needs to stick with our guys uh, once time passes, um, which they say time heals all wounds. I don't know who they are because um, sometimes those take a long time. But uh, 57, that's a lot. That's a lot. A team that a um, bunch of good kids, a couple maniacs out there, but accused of bats. I've never seen a kid accused of doctoring a ball. Uh, accused of doing the Astros and banging on the on the bench. Um, uh, th- there's other. I mean, accused of signaling three to three, and that's supposed to be the double bird. Um, a lot of that stuff was just, you know, because of how dynamic they were as a group and what they accomplished. And they did some extraordinary things. And really it was just kind of like yesterday. You slide Trey Lipscomb into the four hole, Drew Gilbert's out, and gets an RBI in the first inning. Uh, that obviously is not the most important play of the weekend, but it's one to me that defines this group of a bunch of guys that um, got each other's back. After the loss, and listen, it was a hugely emotional season for the University of Tennessee, and you want to you want to be respectful about the time and the effort that the kids, the coaching staff that parents, all, you know, Vols fans who supported them so well throughout the course of their season. You want to give credit to all of those things. But ultimately, the goal is to win a championship. And this squad, at a critical moment, fell short of that. Now, that's a huge disappointment. And where Tennessee goes beyond that, obviously, there is exciting. The proposition of Tennessee baseball moving forward is exciting in principle. And we'll get into that a little later on. But, Dante, I've asked you guys, what one word would you use to describe this fall season? Dante on Facebook Live says, these kids lose a heartbreaker, and the first thing y'all want to do is point the blame. How about acknowledging these kids for a great season? Well, I think I've just done that. But here's the point. I mean, um, the first thing that you want to do is acknowledge that they had a tremendous season and then also look at the reasons why they failed. Because they did fail. Like, Here's the thing, and I'm hardly, you know, I'm hardly old school sports mentality. Uh, you know, uh, if you if you don't win at all, you're a failure. Blah blah blah. Right? That was the thing. I'm trying to think of. Uh, oh, uh, Kyle Lowry, right? Who went to the Miami Heat? Miami Heat got bounced by the Boston Celtics. Was pretty disappointing down the stretch for them in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Kyle Lowry got up in front of the podium with the Miami media afterwards and says the whole season's a failure because we didn't win a championship. And, you know, I think that, uh, I think that that that's a tough thing to say, even, a, even if at its core principle, it's true. But Tony Vitello made mistakes. This team made mental errors that we haven't seen all year long. And it came in the most important moment. 57 wins is a tremendous amount. But also, you have to acknowledge that they failed. They will be remembered not as a champion, not for the 57 wins, not for all of the incredible things that they did throughout the course of conference uh, play in the conference tournament that they won 
and all these things, but they'll be remembered as one of the best teams in college baseball history to not win the title because you don't see, and I thought this was said very well on the ESPN postgame coverage, and I wish I knew the analyst's name to give him proper credit, but he said the thing about Tennessee that differentiates them from other one seeds that have fallen short, because this just happened last year, right? Arkansas fell short last year as the number one overall seed in college baseball, and they also lost in their Super Regionals. But the thing that the analyst pointed out was that Arkansas found ways to win games. But the difference between that and what Tennessee did is Tennessee was absolutely mowing people down all year long. You don't see in this sport in particular, when I believe uh, they have 11.7 scholarships available to them, the best hitting and the best pitching on the same squad. And this team, with both of those things, and a coach who is regarded as one of the best in the sport, you don't see that fail very often. And here it was. It did. Notre Dame, to their credit, found ways to beat Tennessee. And it was interesting. So uh, Link, uh, I can't remember the Notre Dame coach's last name. I wrote his name down in my notes. Um, Link Jarrett, who is the Notre Dame coach, was talking afterwards with the ESPN broadcast crew about the win and, you know, was very excited for his kids and gave credit to Tennessee, but also brought up the idea that Lindsey Nelson, as a park that many have cited as smaller and benefiting Tennessee uh, and their offense and their home run output because they did lead the sport in home runs this year, he said it ultimately played into an advantage for Notre Dame, which has to hurt Vols fans to hear. Uh, Ole Miss, too, says Steven Snyder. Uh, they were on the outside looking in, and they are Omaha bound. Listen, upsets happen in sports all the time. But this was the mo- this was the closest chance that the University of Tennessee in any sport, basketball, baseball, football, whatever, this is the closest opportunity that the state of Tennessee, and by the way, or that the University of Tennessee, and frankly, the state of Tennessee, it's the best possible opportunity that the state of Tennessee had to win championship. And again, it ends in tremendous heartbreak. I don't know which one ended up feeling worse for people because Titans fans and Vols fans, some of you do intersect, but largely it's two different groups of populations because the Titans season ending was a gut punch too. This felt a little bit like that because of how great it had been all year long and the way way that they battled back in the regional in a two of the, th- the the final two of the three games that they played in the regional to come out successful at the end, come from behind victories. And you just, you just kept waiting for that to happen with UT in this game, and it ultimately didn't. Now, they got smoked in game one. Game two, it felt more like the University of Tennessee in the Super Regional. But in game three, in their most critical moments, after, after, the, uh, after the, what was that, the top of the seventh, where they go up, They tie the game at three runs apiece on a home run. And then I can't remember if it was the next at the very next at bat or an at bat later on where they hit the, the run, the the four, three run to pull ahead of Tennessee and then just ended up grinding them down. Like the bats went quiet for Tennessee throughout the rest of that. Um, And the Notre Dame defense was stout to keep them in check. It was, it's hugely disappointing. They both don't feel good. Right. And, it's unfortunate that you see this kind of collapse, that you see this kind of collapse 
um, from a state and their sports fans, and frankly, not their sports fans, but their sports teams in such similar ways, right? Not the, you know, not the recall from June to January, but it does have some eerie similarities. Um, Dennis Smith says, who has ever been put under the pressure of having them pitted against the other 63 in baseball? Only these Tennessee Vols, only this Tennessee Vols team feels like Gonzaga in basketball. I, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, if if honestly, I mean, in, in almost any circumstance, right, when you're given Team X versus the field, you're almost always going to take the field because there's so many more opportunities for the field to get one as opposed to the uh, as opposed to the t- the individual team, right? It's just the probabilities are so much certain in sports, the outcomes can be so dissimilar. But in this case of Tennessee, you almost felt like, yeah, they ought to be able to handle their business. Omaha should have been a given. Um, and it just, it simply wasn't. There's no such thing as a given in sports. And I think that's why that kind of hurts even worse. But let's talk about what, what comes next for UT. We can, uh, as a baseball, as a baseball team, we can talk about that here in just a second on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I want to ask you what your level of confidence in Tennessee baseball is moving forward. What is your level of confidence in Tennessee baseball moving forward? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and Twitch. We will talk about that together, and you'll hear more from Tony Vitello right after I tell you about the people who make this show possible, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress and to win with the intel that only the Ashton team can provide to you. Gary Ashton is the best in the business. He's who helped me find my dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is incredible. GaryAshton.com will make sure that you maximize your information, the information available to you, so you can get the best properties at the best price tag. And if you're selling your home for more, you can do so at GaryAshton.com, official real estate agent of the Preds and of me. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, uh, Derek R. says, 11 out of 10, still an amazing season. What's your level of confidence in the University of Tennessee moving forward? And uh, I think that uh, I think that for UT, to hear from Tony Vitello after this, you know, you feel good about it as long as he's at the helm, even if today was not his best managerial day. What was Coach's post-game message to you guys? And then I know it's immediately after, but what do you think of kind of off the job as the, the legacy and the things that, that will be remembered about this team? <clears throat> yeah, he, he just uh, told us that, that what we did this season was absolutely amazing and, and we should never uh, forget or feel bad about how far we've come, and he said that um, he's we we put him in a really good position um, to keep this dynasty going. Um, and you know, it's you can see that there's so much emotion within that group of guys because everyone loves everyone. Everyone's such a good guy, and then you got him, and he's he's the most passionate one of the bunch. And you just want to go to war with him and, and every single one around you. But it's it's just a, a fantastic team, and absolutely. Um, unforgettable one. Yeah, just off of that, um, just he always has her back, and it's been like that from day one. And me and Luke were, I think, the last two kids to commit in our class and probably shouldn't have even played here. And that guy over there, some for some reason, gave us a shot, and 
I mean, we've just been able to play and be in big opportunities and kind of turn the program around. And um, just from that, I mean, I can't thank him enough, the coaching staff enough, my teammates. I mean, you can see the years go on. Teams get closer and closer, the better you are. And um, this year, man, it's going to be the hardest one to leave. Those guys are unbelievable. Everybody on that team, pitching-wise, more talented than me, so it's going to be fun to watch them pitch for many years after. But it's just unbelievable, unbelievable season. It's a tough one to, to end, but, um, it's, I mean, it's one of those things. Just exciting to see where, where those people go next year and just, um, just what's next for them. So that is uh, from a, the, a group of the seniors who are graduating or who will no longer be with the team beyond this season. Um, and there's a lot of that right now. The pitching staff, as Redmond Walsh brought up there, is really, really strong. There's a lot of you know, Drew Bean, the true freshman, has a lot of promise. But there's, I mean, there's probably three first-round draft picks on this particular Tennessee team that you will not see moving forward. The seniors on top of that. And it gets, you know, it, it will be difficult. I mean, they're not going to win 50. They're probably not going to win 50 games next year, right? 57 is an outrageous amount the way that they were rolling. And maybe they don't roll the way through the regular season that they do, but they still find ways to win games, be competitive, host a regional, host a super regional, get to Omaha, all these different things. You feel confident about the University of Tennessee moving forward because they do well to recruit. Nine times out of 10, you trust Tony Vitello to make the right decisions, even if Certainly, he is being second-guessed today. And I think, ultimately, on the whole, you feel good about the trajectory that the University of Tennessee's baseball program is on under Tony Vitello and his guidance. All right, so let's uh, let's make – well, let's let me read this comment quickly. The number one overall team has won the title since 1999, says Kevin Lucas. I saw that stat brought up on ESPN today. Uh, maybe next year they should lose more regular season games. Sarcasm. Balls. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like both number one seeds in the NFL on uh, on the AFC side, the NFC side getting knocked out. That's a tough deal. There's a lot of different reasons, a lot of different reasons why this doesn't feel great. But still, this was the best opportunity that they had to win a championship. And to see it go down like that, that's a tough scene. All right, let's get a little feel good in here. Let's do this is a free site. Uh, the best thing that I saw on the Internet this weekend Reed brought this to my attention. The question is simple. For those of you who are sneakerheads, maybe you're not, but you still like to keep your shoes nice. What's the most obnoxious thing you've done to keep your shoes clean? That's the question you'll understand. Sneakers on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about them at length together. And in the meantime, you can watch this video of say who went to the utmost lengths to make sure that their shoes are clean. Wow. 
So that uh, that video comes courtesy of uh, Buttigieg Biden on Twitter. Um, and it was laugh out loud funny to watch that dude and then still fall in after the fact. And I'm not a super clean freak about my shoes. I probably should be. Um, you know, anytime I'm in the airport, and I'm in an airport a lot, especially during the football season, I always get my shoes shined at those uh, shoe polish stations. But beyond that, I can't say I've done anything like super crazy. Uh, Omar says in high school, I had a certain walk, so I wouldn't put creases in my sneakers. Yeah, I know that's a thing, especially for those of you who are trying to keep your Nikes uh, clean I, or clean and crisp. You know, I completely understand that. I'm not a sneakerhead myself, but as far as uh, as far as like lengths, nothing like that. Nothing I've ever seen like that. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I know we had some issues tonight with audio and video. Um, you know, all I can say, and and I would I would welcome them as a sponsor on the show, but Xfinity did fail me tonight at 7:53 before the show started. My internet had its fourth outage since June the first, and I am going to be a very I'm thinking about wielding my blue check mark on Twitter like a sword against Xfinity to see if I uh, can't get some progress done here because it's been completely ridiculous. So I apologize if you've experienced any. Uh, issues on your end because our broadcast is not as crisp and as clean as it normally is, much like Omar's Nikes to make sure that make sure he's walking in a certain way to uh, to keep things crisp and clean. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. We appreciate radio from ten to one on one hundred four five The Zone tomorrow. Ian Harditz is going to be on. We're going to talk about what the hell AJ Brown's doing on Twitter and why he won't log off about being the best Titans wide receiver of all time. Have a tremendous night. Enjoy your evening. If you're at, well, if you're at CMA Fest, I hope you're not watching this show. I went last night and it was a great time. In the meantime, we will be back here tomorrow at about 8 p.m. And so help me God if Xfinity doesn't have my situation fixed. We're going to hear about it. See y'all.